Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Hey, and welcome back to the Soul Grid Podcast. This is Anne, and we're here starting season two. This is episode one, and I would like to welcome back to the podcast my friend and yours, <laughs> Justin. Hey, hey guys. Since this is season two, there's going to be some changes here. We've had a three month break, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But I also just wanted to share with you that I've chosen to bring on a co host who's Jess. <laughs> and the reason why I brought on a co-host is because with my personality, it kind of just helps to keep me going in the right direction and to keep me on task. And Jess has amazing administrative skills, but she also just really gets the heart behind Soul Grit and, and what we're doing here. I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about her education and her career path right now. I'll let her do that part, but I just want you guys to understand that having the person that you really enjoy talking to anyway is, um, I think making for some magical podcasts from like other (laughs) people that I listen to really enjoy hearing people that enjoy each other. So I thought, who would I enjoy the most to have on here that really understands what we're doing here and has some wisdom and some knowledge and experience to contribute as well? And that person is Jess. So welcome as the co-host, Jess. Thanks. And okay, you want me to introduce myself just a little bit um, in my education? Yeah? Okay. Um, Okay, so yep, I'm Jess. um, And like Ann said, I think that uh, my heart is for what the heart of Soul Grit is for as well. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this. Um, Basically, my education is... um, in marriage and family therapy, I just graduated in May, right? Yeah, woo woo. <laughs> uh, with a degree in marriage and family therapy, I currently work um, as a therapist at a private practice in Indiana. So I'm all the way across the country <laughs> from Anne, um, and I'm also a Revelation Wellness instructor. And so for me, what that means is it's important for me to not just look at what's happening emotionally and mentally, but also holistically, physically, spiritually, all the way around. Um, and my husband. Is as a pastor. And so pulling in stuff with faith and the church is super important for me as well. And really, I think that in essence is what soul grit is about. So I don't know if that cover it pretty well. Yeah. We both (laughs) want to see people understand like how psychology works and how their brains work. 
but also how counseling can help them function better. But we know that that doesn't happen in isolation. It doesn't happen in the therapy room or in some kind of psychology textbook. It happens when you bring in your whole self, which is your spiritual self, your physical self, all of that. So uh, we both have that heart to see people become healthy in all of those ways. And so we want to be able to bring content here that's going to help people do that as we continue to struggle with it ourselves. So (laughs) amen to that, right? We, we just uh, pushed record, but before that we were talking about, you know, where, where's our struggle, even with our mental health or with our physical health or with our um, relationships and all of those things are important. So we're going to cover all of those things this season. I love that you bring that up because it's not from a place of having it all together. And I think sometimes that's how people can see people who, um, those of us who work in mental health profession, they think, oh, you must have it all figured out. No, (laughs) not at all. Um, I'm just as imperfect as the next person. And I think that's the beauty that um, is humanity really though. Like we just are all imperfect people trying to do better. Yeah. And I guess one way that we might have the leg up is that we know what we're supposed to do when we're struggling. <laughs> the the um, part that yeah. we struggle with is probably doing the thing that we know that we should do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we know what to do. It's it's just the doing it that can be hard. Yeah. So Jess, you mentioned that you graduated in May and that was a long haul to finish your master's degree, right? But while you're also working and raising two kids and being a wife and trying to do all of these things, right? Yeah. Um, and I also got to about June this year and mm-hmm. felt like, you know, things had been going great. I finished a one year anniversary with the soul grit podcast. I was seeing a lot of clients. I was, um, doing a lot of kids stuff with my kids. And then I got to June and I just hit a wall and yeah. I didn't really expect it because I'm, I could typically consider myself a pretty high capacity person. And so I was a little bit surprised that I didn't just like take a couple weeks off of the podcast and then like get going again. And, mm-hmm. and it's taken me until now September to get going again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know you were feeling a little bit that way this summer too, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, the summer was both coming off of being in grad school and um, also working while doing that. And so trying to juggle all of that, plus all the other roles that I was in, I needed a breather because it was almost like, uh, kind of think of it kind of like a rubber band that was tightly wound. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all that tension is released. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. That's a noise. I know. <laughs> But that's, you know, you get the image of that, of like how it's just really wobbly and trying to find um, my foundation there. I think it was important for me to be able to take a step back. And it was you that encouraged me like Jess, because I also will push and just push. And I, you were the one that said, just remember to just breathe, like <laughs> just take it easy. You get everything figured out. Um, giving myself permission to take a break and not hustle was really, really important. What did you do this summer that was restful for you? 
Um, a lot of things that I did included just spending time with my family, not reading books, <laughs> you know, just giving myself um, a mental break, I think was more important than anything. Um, you know, for me, I think we talk about taking breaks, looking at the different ways we can take breaks. Sometimes we need a physical break. Sometimes we need a mental break. Sometimes it's more emotional. And for me, it was, I just needed to be able to give myself permission to not learn for mm. a little while yeah. to not deep dive into the stack of books that I have that I want to read, um, to not, you know, go through all of the bazillion trainings that I want to do, to not do that, to give myself permission to just trust where I'm at now. I think that has been the most important thing, um, over the summer that I did for me. Yeah. I actually got to go on a vacation with my family, which is kind of unusual because we're kind of in that stage of life where a lot of our vacations is just to visit family or, yes. you know, we have young kids and sometimes you feel like going on a vacation is more just like taking care of kids in a different place where you don't have all the conveniences <laughs> <of> home. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, there were some stressful moments with that, but for the most part, like we got to go to Utah and Colorado and we got to stay in a covered wagon. And we, I probably took those kids on, uh, you know, 15 miles of hiking all told. And um, my youngest had just turned seven. So that's, you know, that's a lot for little legs. Um, yeah. So that meant we ate a lot of ice cream, which was something I had to correct when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you hike seven miles in a day, you get ice cream and it feels like you're just reward. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. if you sit around the office all day and you get ice cream, you're headed in a bad direction. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Can't it just be so hard? Because now I'm in that season too. And I think that's part of, you know, what's happening even with soul grit is like, now I'm having to get back into that. Okay. Like we've rested and rest is really good, but we can't live in that state forever. Right. Like it's okay to pull back, but then having to tell myself, okay. And now it is time <laughs> for mm -hmm. me to pick the books back up, to pick up the things that I was resting from. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be a challenge like with ice cream, right? Like we get into habits almost of this is the way things are going to be, it can be difficult to break yeah. that. Yeah. And so, whereas I know both of us really uh, enjoyed that part where school got out and we're like, we can be with our kids and things can be less structured <laughs> and we can do fun things. And then like most moms and dads, by the time August rolled around, we we're like, and then our kids can go back to school and we can do real adult things again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you had shared with me that once your kids had been back in school, you really felt like you had more time for self-care and more time for just like this, the slower pace of like getting things done that you needed to take care of instead of trying to like stuff them into little cracks where, when, when are we going to do the grocery shopping or when are we going to, you know, do the paperwork or things like that. Yeah. It definitely makes me think of seasons, right. And how, and there are certain seasons where, so I'm in a farming community. Welcome to the Midwest. 
<laughs> I know, I know it's a little different um, in your side of the country, but over here, you know, a lot of what my community does is around farming. And it really is a lot like that, right? Like in the summer season, the farmers, they're still working. They're doing something different though. And that was how my season was mm-hmm. as a mom this summer of like trying to figure out, okay, how do I balance being oh, now a working therapist who's learning how to do that right um without the structure and support of school telling me what I'm doing in addition to being a mom with kids who are now they're old enough that they don't need babysitters all the time so now I'm like oh no like how are they getting enough attention and how are they getting enough interaction with people other than just themselves Mm -hmm. right we know how siblings can be sometimes and so I felt a lot of pressure over the summer which I think that caught me off guard, frankly, in this idea of like mom guilt, but in a new way, Mm -hmm. because when I was home on my days off, I had things I needed to get done and I couldn't be with them. Right. And I couldn't just immerse myself in them. Can I tell you a funny story really quick about this? You're going to appreciate, you're going to (laughs) appreciate this, I think. So, um, for those of you that don't know, nobody here does know, unless you're part of my family and introduced my family to the show Bluey. (laughs) Okay. For a visit. And the now, best show ever. It's the best <laughs> show ever. And so now, um, especially my little one who's nine loves Bluey. He just loves Bluey. And I saw a post the other day talking about Bluey and how Bluey is the just example of um just parenthood, right? And sometimes it can feel overwhelming because Bluey's dad is really hands-on and he's really awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who was writing this post was talking about how Bluey episodes are nine minutes long. And if you can give your kid nine minutes, yes, I will give you nine minutes of my undivided attention, just like Bluey's dad. But then I have to go back to the thing I was doing. Um, that is a reasonable chunk of time so that you don't have to feel like I have to spend all day and then I'm neglecting the things that that need to be done, you know, laundry, dishes. I'd much rather be hanging out with my kid, but those <laughs> things need to be done, right? Or vice versa, if I'm doing those things and I'm neglecting my kid, I, I felt like that was such a good outlook on how to keep things balanced. So anyway, I took a, a detour there, but <laughs> it came to mind and I just appreciate it because you showed me Bluey and then that helped me see just a different way that parenting can be done. Yeah, that's good. I do love me some Bluey. Um, if you see it on Disney plus, you're going to say, this is just a a show for five-year-olds, but once you watch it, you realize it's a show for the whole family because you will identify with the parents. And I've noticed because season three just came out and I've noticed that they're spending a little more time with the parents, um, enjoying their kids, like the funny things they say, they tease about the funny things they do. And, and there's a little different aspect of parenting that's being presented in season three. So this is not the bluey podcast, but But 10 out of 10 recommend not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. So I like what you said about seasons that we do have to know that there are seasons and we can't keep going in the same. We can't try to stay in summer the whole year round. We can't stay in winter the whole year round. We have to go with the seasons. And I, I wish that I had some tips for you to know, like, when is it time to change season? Yeah. 
because like Justin and I were saying, it kind of caught us off guard when we needed to change. But I think, okay. So I think summer, like the nuances of summer may have caught us off guard what to expect, but I think this going back to school, we knew for sure it was time for a season change again, as hard as it was to get going and to be structured again and to have the early mornings and all of that, we knew it was time to go. So I just want to encourage listeners to pay attention to what your body is telling you and what your heart is telling you about when you might be in a different season and when your, your pace might need to change. You might need to pick up the pace. You might need to slow the pace down. You might need different kinds of people around you at that moment. And even things like what you eat or how you move your body might change in that time, or it might be time to start therapy again. You just never know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think with this, like when we're talking about how to know when sometimes I think that there are going to be marked times, like going back to school or it's going to be winter break. Um, it's now it's summer break and knowing that just those types of things, it would make sense just to schedule almost like a scheduled change. We know things are changing just because the schedule is changing. Um, being aware that there's going to be an adjustment period for that being aware that, um, there's, you know, like with summer, we both look forward to having our kids home. We're so excited to be able to spend time with them, but also understanding that and both side of that is, and that meant that we were going to be pulled in many directions at one time in a less structured environment. So knowing, I think those things can be good. It can be really good information for how do I need to adjust in this period? What might I need to increase and what might I need to take out? Because we can't do all the things at 110% mm-hmm. all the time. But it's not a fair expectation. And I think it is part of our nature to just want to like, well, I will speak for myself because I think some people would be like, this is not my personality. (laughs) Um, But as an IFNJ, INFJ over here, I really like structure and I really would like to just get into a routine and stay in that routine forever and always, right? Some people like, I'll be bored out of my mind within a day. Mm -hmm. I would love that because I would know what to expect, but life doesn't work quite like that. So being willing to shift as I need to shift. But I think the other part is there are going to be seasons that come out of left field that you can't plan for. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of like knowing when I'm more irritable, right? When I'm feeling like, hey, I'm getting a full eight, sometimes nine hours of sleep, sometimes more, and I'm still feeling really exhausted. Mm -hmm. What does that say to me, right? Um, For me personally, you know, and you and I have talked about the struggle with food here, when I'm reaching for sugary snacks, more Mm -hmm. often when I'm moving my body less, those are all indicators to me that something's off kilter. And I really need to take a look at where, where am I pouring in too much of, and where do I need to pull back on? Mm -hmm. Um, Because in some of those areas, I need to rein something in. And in some of those areas, it's probably an indicator I'm needing to let something go. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally does. And even though you and I are therapists, like sometimes we, I mean, we talk a lot during the week and we have good insight for each other, but sometimes we actually need to say, okay, something is off and I need somebody outside of my little system here to uh, help me sort that out. And that's a good indicator that therapy is, is time. It's time for therapy again. 
Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't mean something is wrong. Cause I know sometimes, I mean, even I've had, I, even as a therapist, I have the support people in my life saying it might be time for you to contact a therapist again. And sometimes my defensive part will come in and say, what is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Even as a therapist, I know that's not true, right? You know, that's not true, but it doesn't mean something's wrong per se. I think just having this unbiased perspective from somebody else who has knowledge base in this that can come in and just give insight, it can really be a game changer and doesn't have to be a super long process. Right. Right. I think I mentioned before that I'll go through, you know, a handful of sessions and then I'll take, you know, uh, six months to a year off of therapy. And then Mm -hmm. I'll come back when I notice things are getting off kilter a little bit, or there's a particular issue that I'm struggling with that I want some help on. Then I'll go back for my, you know, a couple of months of therapy. And that's, that's good for where I'm at because I'm not like struggling right now with like a, a chronic mental illness. So I can, I can do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for some people understanding that that can be a way to do it. And I always um, encourage my clients, you know, I, I would prefer you to come in when it's just a a minor thing so that we can tweak and adjust. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes I think we'll try to white knuckle it thinking, Hey, if I just hang on, it'll get better. Or if I just ignore it, it'll go away. Whereas sometimes you can really just come in for a few quote, quote, check-in sessions, Mm -hmm. right? And that be enough to shift and adjust things because you're catching it quick enough. Yeah. Um, I think where we get into really big problems is when we ignore things and we just are like, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Whenever I hear that, and sometimes I'll say that to myself if we're being honest, right? Everything's fine. It's a, that's another good indicator for me that everything's probably not actually fine if I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. If you listen to the Soul Rip podcast for even one episode, You know, my guests and I believe that when we integrate the power of God with the wisdom of modern psychology, we get supercharged healing, change, and growth in counseling. As a Christian therapist, however, I realize that there are many practitioners out there who are personally Christians but don't know how to integrate their faith into their counseling practices. That's why I created the e-course, Faith Integration for Therapists. In this premium five-module course, therapists who love Jesus will learn everything from understanding their calling to marketing their practices to Christians to adapting evidence-based interventions to honor our faith. You can learn more about the online course at www.soulgritresources.com courses and send an email to info at soulgritresources.com to receive a discount code. So let's talk a little bit about where the Soul Grit podcast is going for season two. So Jess, would you like to introduce our first series? (laughs) Okay. Our first series. So what we're doing for our first series is we're talking about the fun topic of trauma. Yeah. We're coming at you with a a heavy hitter here right in the beginning. (laughs) So enjoy this fun episode while it lasts. (laughs) Yes. No, I think we'll try. Here's the thing that's beautiful about our relationship is we do really try to make even those heavier things um, manageable. (laughs) We'll say that (laughs) manageable. And so it's not going to be, I hope that it's not going to be deep, dark days, right? Right. Um, Every time we talk, hopefully the topic of trauma and the things we're discussing within that can be really encouraging. Do you want me to let listeners know just kind of what we plan on covering in this series? Yeah, yeah for sure. 
Okay, so some things that we're covering is the first topic, um, Anne and I will just be talking about what is trauma? What does that even mean? How do you know if you've experienced something that that is considered traumatic for you? You have. You have. (laughs) All of us have (laughs) on some level. But really, I think that that can be a big question to people is like, is this considered traumatic? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we'll hear people say things like somebody else always has it worse. Right. Um, we'll be talking about that and mm-hmm. diving a little bit more into um, how do I know if it's considered trauma? Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to do um, some interviews with people who use modalities of therapy and interventions to treat trauma, including EMDR. Um, which is one modality, and then brain spotting, which is another. And we'll be doing interviews with people who do those, right, Mm -hmm. clients. And then um, we're looking for um, an interview with a pastor that um, uses trauma-informed care as a church and how pastors um, utilize and understand trauma-informed care with their congregation, which can be a really important part of integrating mental health into churches. Mm -hmm. So, Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for covering that. Uh, we have a lot of other ideas coming up for you, um, including, and this is a surprise for Jess too. I didn't tell you about oh, this yet. Okay. Humor, humor and therapy. That's Ooh, I like it. Our interviews. Okay. Um, good. We're going to hit on um, kids, teens, families, marriages, yeah. all mm-hmm. of the stuff you're dying to hear about. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. As always, just try to keep it um, educational in one sense, because we want you to learn and feel confident about what you know about psychology and, and mental health and counseling, but also always honor God with what we're talking about and um, show you ways that you can integrate your faith into your mental health so that you have the most healing possible and that God's always present with you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So thanks, Jess, for coming on board. And, um, oh, here's one other little thing. I'm going to try to keep episodes to 30 minutes. And so sometimes that means I'll have to split interviews into two parts. Um, but I think that will be, um, more, maybe more listenable. People can get it done on a one commute instead of two and, you know, one workout instead of two. Yeah, for sure. I like that plan. Chicken dinner. So we'll try that and um, just see where we go. I'm hoping also later in the season, not right now, because uh, done is better than perfect, right? Just that means I love it. We, we just wanted to get it out there. We didn't need to make it perfect, but I would like to start offering a YouTube channel, which means that we might actually want to get dressed <laughs> before we record. Like not this messy, <laughs> messy frizzy bun that, that I've got going on the right classic, now. <laughs> yes. Workout clothes and a bun. Um, I'll have to prepare my guests for that too. So um, that's something that we're looking to add in the future and maybe even some merch. So stay tuned for that and uh, working on lots of good things for you guys. And so before we wrap up, as we always do, just doing anything new for soul care lately? Oh man, it's still the same kind of stuff. I will say this, something that I have added in um, that has been really helpful and important for me is just intentional daily time in the word. And so not just like 
and there's nothing wrong with this. There are seasons like we talked about where listening to the Bible on the way to work, if that's what you got in that season. But for me, actually opening my physical Bible and mm-hmm. taking notes in it and just allowing um, the word to just penetrate all those really difficult places in my heart and in my life. Um, that's one thing that I've been more intentional about lately. And I'll tell you what, it's made a huge difference, but obviously hiking is still one of my top five sitting outside top five. Um, I always say bonus points. If whatever you're doing, you can do it outside. You get bonus (laughs) points for that. And so that kind of stuff is still the same. Hydrating probably would be the other thing I would add in there right now. Awesome. Good. For me, I want to just mention real quick. uh, I I downloaded this app on my phone. It's called the pause app or the one minute pause. And this came out from uh, Ransomed Heart Ministries, which is John Eldridge's ministry. And John Eldridge is a therapist that has been in the area of Christian soul care for as long as I've been alive, I think. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> and um, back back in the day, high school or college, I read his book, Wild at Heart. That was, I think that's the book that kind of put him on the map, but he's written several since then. His most recent book is called Resilient. And he, along with that, he released this app called Pause. And all it is, you can choose between one, three, five, and 10 minute pauses. And you'll hear his voice. He has a very like fatherly, calming voice he's gonna read through some scripture but apply it in a way where you're just stopping you're pausing during Mm. your day to reconnect with god so that your your soul can be aligned with what you're doing so just want to mention that as another soul care resource pause app and um I, I would say I don't do it every single day religiously but I do I have started to notice when I need a pause, you know, like when things are starting to feel a little bit hectic or frantic inside me and, uh, I need to just do some deep breathing and listen to his voice, speak the word over me and really helpful. So it sounds like a great resource for sure. So there we are. Soul care. I like it. As always, we love if you connect with us on the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook at Soul Grit Resources. Questions can come to info at soulgritresources.com and we'd be happy to take suggestions for future episodes and answer any questions that you might have about mental health, soul care, or uh, the Christian faith. So thanks for being here. All right. Bye guys. Bye. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.